Hello and welcome back to The Daily Fart. This is episode two. And uh, for this episode, I originally had a story lined up, um, really a case study, um, and it was related to COVID-19. It was, um, uh, I'll explain the premise and then I'll explain why it's being moved to one of the bigger weekly episodes. Um, So the story was originally, it was covering a a person, a patient in the United States that had a $1.9 million dollar like they owed $1.9 million um, as a result of staying at a hospital for six weeks in intensive care. And so the reason why I decided to move that to a different, um, uh, to the bigger, the bigger show when I, when I do the hour long thing is, um, is cause I didn't feel like I could completely cover it in the 15 minutes or the 20 minutes that I want to spend on this today. Um, and I still feel like I need to do a lot more research and I want to go back and look at some other um, I took a class in bioethics, so I want to go back and do a little bit more research. So instead today, I wanted to talk um, about Flat Earth. Um, and actually a video I watched um, by Jubilee, uh, which is a YouTube channel. I don't know exactly if they're like a bigger company or anything, um, or if they have a website or anything, but um, their YouTube channel on... Uh, well, they're a channel on YouTube, and uh, they they had this video where they kind of got uh, three flat Earth people and uh, three leading physicists slash scientists, um, professors from around the world, and um, uh, kind of sat them down and asked them a variety of questions. I think the questions were weren't so important as the answers and what to pull away from that. And, um, yeah, so basically, uh, if you don't know what flat earthers are that, or who they are, uh, they're essentially a group of a very loud group of individuals on the internet, um, who have basically said the last 2,500 years of scientific, um, discovery, uh, in terms of the shape of the, the earth and, what we know about the universe, um, they choose to reject it and instead say that the earth is a flat plane. Um, and there's a lot of different variations and they jump back and forth on this. But um, essentially, the important thing that I realized from this video um, was at first that the earth is, is most definitely... A globe. If you wanted to know the exact shape, I learned this in a uh, natural disasters class. It's a geoid. That's the shape of the Earth. It's slightly fatter at the rim, at the at the equator, uh, and uh, slightly skinnier. So it's not exactly a perfect sphere, uh, and it actually is kind of uh, deformed at different points along the sphere because um, uh, the crust, the oceanic crust, and the continental crust are different densities. Um, so they, you know, the shape of the earth is not very much a perfect sphere, but it is definitely close enough to it and definitely not flat. Sorry, I just bumped my mic. Um, and um, so I, so I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to talk about how um, these people, which when you think about it, are not a large group of people have, 
affected and kind of brought their opinion to the light and to to mostly ridicule but now i i think i realize that there it's more than just ridicule it's it's more um the internet as a as an entity and how it creates spaces for people so the earth is a you know well let's just say like you know you have a space a space a 3d space and um you know you you work and operate in this 3d space now in the real world on earth in your town you have a limited amount of space a limited amount of exposure you can go to a community center and interact with a select few people you can go in to a coffee shop and meet select like select people but what the internet does is it creates little jumping points between people and that has has a good effect in the sense where you're able to connect people and in terms of because i wanted to focus on the science of this and the in that's the part that i think i resonate with as an engineering student and uh, as someone who's very foundationally rooted in in the principles of science and how i learn and and how i observe things right um there it connects people it connects people that would have otherwise not been able to and it does this by creating these these kind of pocket spaces and and these pocket spaces are where people are able to further research quickly that's why we've seen a lot more collaboration is possible a lot easier you do not need to travel to to see you know to to interact with someone to be able to see their research um and such it is also connected a group of people um called flat earthers so ultimately what i i think i learned while i was researching this and watching videos and kind of putting together my thoughts on this was that um People like this have always existed. Deniers have always existed. People who look truth in the face and yell imposter. Those people have always existed, but they have been so far and few between in, in, in these towns and well, before technology came around and connected people that now that we have created spaces for collaboration we have created those adverse spaces for these people to kind of further their misunderstandings and um, build on each other's misunderstandings to continue to misunderstand things. And so, so just to kind of take a step back, I'm going to kind of talk about what the scientific method is and uh, explain in very simple terms why it is used to study science and why is used to study the world and right um so the scientific method essentially ensures that a, a an experiment um a, a physically determined thing is replicable replicable oh, that was terrible um but it's replicable right and this means that if Taha in, I'm going to use my name twice. Uh, if Taha in New Jersey um, tried lighting a napkin on fire and saw that the flame that came off of there, the napkin burnt in 10 minutes, okay, uh, 
if Todd posted a paper that explained the situations, the, the background and how I set up this experiment. Taha in Alaska, uh, let's, let's use another name, Bob in Alaska, Bob in Alaska should be able to replicate, given my instructions, the results I receive. Now let's say Bob in Alaska replicates my exact conditions and the napkin burns and said 10 seconds, not 10 minutes. This means that my experiment is false and there are some errors that happened along the time. So either I didn't describe my experimental conditions properly or, you know, there are some fundamental failings on my part or the part of the person replicating the experiments. Now, the important reason why we make experiments replicable, first off, is because that's how we prove things. That's how we make sure that we are not just seeing equipment failure. Um, we're not seeing flukes, right? We're not we're not biasing the experiment with the uh, conditions or the the result that we want. And that is the the premise of the scientific method. The scientific method is a repeatable, um, very detailed. Uh, process which happens all across the world every day and it happens in collaborations and it is the driving force for what is considered the most widely accepted um, theories and uh, and the most widely accepted uh, facts and figures that we go off in the scientific field and um, the reason why uh, flat earthers kind of fail in this respect is because they will take a poorly designed experiment and they will come up with data and results and instead of doing the ethical scientific thing of sharing those data and those results and how they got there Oftentimes they say, oh, we've done the experiments, we've done the result, like we have the results, but we're not going to share them. Or we only share them with flat earthers because we don't want, you know, criticism. <laughs> okay. The other thing I noticed is that flat earthing is like a, is, is creates on a, on a social side, it creates a sense of belonging for the individuals that choose to be a part of this group. Um, it is a group of like-minded individuals. The barrier of entry is low. Um, you don't need a degree to be a flat earther. Um, you don't need, you know, you don't need to have sophisticated education. And I think that barrier of entry is a big, big part of why people like this idea, because they don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand this. Now, um, that, that brings up the point about education and how what I notice is severe contrast. And I've watched a few videos, so I don't know if this uh, qualifies as a very thought a thoughtful, uh, insightful um, comment. But the vast majority of the difference between the flat earthers I saw and the scientists I observed was the education level. Uh, I'm in the middle of my bachelor's degree so from what i know is that 
the scientific method is very established and the reasoning behind it is very established. And we learn to be skeptical, but within reason. We learn how to observe things. And that education, to be a leading scientist, to be able to look at data and interpret it, to often read these high-level papers, you have to have some level of education. And how proper science, fundamental science, should be approachable by anyone. You know, I, I used to love those um, sayings where if you understand something completely when you're able to explain it to like a five-year-old, you know, people say that all the time. And that's like the, yeah, that, that makes you an expert in your field when you're able to um, uh, explain something to any, to someone who has very little to no context. Um, I, I agree with that, but I also think that science as a practice and the work that scientists do sometimes is really on the cutting edge and you have to have some background into the process, at least the process, right, that they're using to get the results. And, and oftentimes these people don't have these qualifications to, you know, um, to be able to comment on these things or to be able to say that this is false. Now, that being said, I, I will humbly step back and say, just because a scientist says something does not make it true. There have been many cases in the history of science, and we learn about these, even in engineering, because the same thing happens. Some guy out in some lab claims something, you know, something miraculous that solves a lot of problems that, that fits it's so nice, it's convenient, it's very, you know, it's very fluid, it makes sense. And then another, you know, another independent lab, independent study um, reevaluates their experiment under the uh, same conditions or similar conditions, and they observe absolutely the opposite of what uh, the individuals claimed at that first research study. And then that person is discredited. Uh, they're usually sh shamed. They're usually dropped and they're not, it's very hard for them to become publicized again. Um, unless they start building up their reputation and reputation is a big thing in science and science. And you'll see this over and over again. Um, I, you know, I don't know where I, lost my train of thought but point is um the idea of peer review in the scientific method is crucial to why we believe the things we believe if you want to fact check a scientist gather the required base knowledge understanding build up your concepts of theories that have been tested test them yourself if you wanted to start from a bare fundamental minimum you can do that. You'll waste a lot of time. But at some point, you have to, you know, agree with something. Start from that common ground. Build yourself up. Start testing these theories. Start seeing where faults come in. And, and I think that once you do that, you, you are no longer a flat earther because there is no conceivable place in which you could have that education, that understanding 
to be a scientist and believe the earth is flat, given all the evidence we have. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things was that people say, oh, they can't, you know, the horizon's not curved and all that. Um, so I've been, I've been in a lot of planes over my life. And I always love to sit on the window seat so I could gaze out dramatically uh, into the, you know, into the sky and see, see what's going on. And, and part of that is, is I can confirm for me, I've seen the horizon curve, the curve of the earth. And for me, that is enough because I know that if I start going back to question all these things, I will be wasting my time. Because I know that these things have been tested over and over again by reputable people throughout the ages. And that we are not building on a baseline of falsehoods. We're building on a very strong foundation. Now, again, just going back to my previous point, you can go and test each one of those foundations yourself. You will spend your entire life doing that. It is a lot of work we have done to get to this point. But if that's what it takes for you to believe then sure and and belief is is my next point uh, just, segues are great here belief and faith um seem to play a big role uh with flat earth flat earthers and uh essentially faith is is sort of how they guide uh their research or what they call research um, they come up with a, with an idea of what they, like, they come up with a final product and then they fit all the clues to that final product. Instead, they should be looking for clues, trying to avoid making assumptions about the final product, trying not to. Because the clues are like a puzzle, like puzzle pieces. Once you fit all the clues in, you'll get the final product. But you cannot start by finishing the puzzle before you have even put one piece in. And that, and that, that's the big difference between scientists and flat earthers. Scientists start at the beginning, look for clues conduct research test their hypothesis repeat their research repeat it over and over again they go and get independently fact-checked and then they become fact then they become a firm piece in that puzzle where you know for sure it's there flat earthers describe a puzzle describe a picture that they see at the end then they go about painting the color the, the puzzle pieces to fit that picture now if you know anything about that it would completely ruin the point of a puzzle why you know like that's wrong you can't just make up your own idea of something and then fit all the clues to it and say oh this is it and ignore some of the clues those those don't agree with me and ultimately that's that's where i want to end off on this um Scientist versus flat flat earther. Uh, go check out the video on Jubilee. They have a great video on this, and it, and 
YouTube just has so many resources where you get to interview and see a lot of their cool trends with uh, flat earthers. And then you also get to hear a lot of these very intellectual, I think very respectful, respectable scientists and them really, really trying uh, to explain things correctly. And, and, and then you get a lot of that, you know, dumb it down to a, to a fifth grade level or to a five-year-old level um, explanations. And they're very interesting and very captivating. Um, so that's it. Uh, this has been Brain Fart, or no, Daily Fart. Did I call it Brain Fart earlier? I don't even know. This has been The Daily Fart, episode two. We're going daily. Um, make sure to follow me on Twitter to see um, kind of resources and stuff. I, I usually use uh, Twitter, Reddit um, for a lot of my research. So if you're, if you're looking for those, uh, check those out. Um, and yeah, feel free to check out Jubilee on YouTube and thank you for, uh, making great content. See you later. Bye.